I am Sherry Johnson, and you are about to discover how to embrace your life as a childless woman who wanted to have a family and never could. This is where we combine mindset shifting tools with practical tips so you can break free of outdated societal norms that condition us all to believe that women without kids just don't measure up to the moms. It's where we take action on processing grief and accelerating the healing journey so you can feel free. When childless women awaken their self-worth, they transform from hopeless and inadequate to worthy, accepting, and purposeful. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of light bulb moments that will shift your perspective as a childless woman about yourself, about your innate power to change yourself, your future, and maybe even the world we live in. If that's what you want, then keep on listening. If you are childless and you wanted children, I'm willing to bet that you have felt envy for a friend or maybe a family member who got pregnant when you didn't. If that's you, stay tuned. That's what this episode is all about. We're going to talk about how to get through that envy. So welcome back to the Awakening Worth podcast. Somebody emailed me today and asked me a question after listening to the episode with my sister, which is episode number 74. If you haven't listened to it yet, my sister Jennifer is my twin sister, and we were on the infertility path at the exact same time in our 40s. We even were faced with the same decision at age 44 within weeks of each other to move forward with IVF or to move forward. And she chose to move forward with her husband and we didn't. So we talked about that on that episode. And this listener asked me if I struggled with her being pregnant when I wasn't. And then she also asked, how do you deal with the desire to distance yourself or maybe even sever close relationships in which you both had the dream of children in your heart, but then she got it while you didn't. So she asked if I actually have an episode that addresses this topic. It made me realize that while I talk about this all the time, envy can feel triggering or reactive. And I did actually do an episode back in my first season of the podcast when I was still focused on miscarriage, but it's actually time for an episode specifically on this topic for childless women. So that's what this episode is all about. First, let me share a little bit about what was going on behind the scene at that time when my sister got pregnant and I was sort of left behind. So as I said, we were faced with the same decision. They went forward, we didn't. My sister actually got pregnant on the first IVF attempt, which is highly unusual, and they'd only planned on doing one round, so it was very fortunate that they did. While I felt this little pang of envy at first, that was really overpowered for me by my joy for her, and for me, because I was actually excited about having a new little niece or nephew. Turns out it was a niece. And I wasn't triggered. I didn't feel all those feelings that you get when when someone close to you gets pregnant. So she went through her entire pregnancy. 
I felt nothing but joy for her. I even went to visit her. She lived in South Africa at the time I was in Canada and I went and stayed with her for three weeks when the baby was born to help her out. And I felt great. I was excited and I wasn't triggered at all. So I sort of thought I was better in the first couple of months of her pregnancy. And then my sister-in-law got pregnant and that was a whole other story. Boy, was I wrong. I was not healed. I wasn't better. I was triggered all the time and she lives only five minutes away from us. So we saw her all the time and I saw her growing belly and part of her pregnancy was during the summer. And so she had a bathing suit on. It was so apparent all the time. In the end, what a gift that that was because it is what catalyzed my healing journey. I was at the point where I was so triggered by her. I had to find a way to be around her. And I started to ask the question, there must be something I can do. What can I do besides just avoid her? Something inside of me knew that that wasn't the answer because there was always going to be another pregnant woman and she was probably going to get pregnant again, which she did. She's now on her third. She's pregnant for the third time. And it's now five years later, almost six. I knew that there had to be a way I had to get through this. So I started taking spiritual coaching courses. I started studying with Gabby Bernstein. I started using all those tools that I was learning on myself in a really targeted way. And that was when the ship started to turn around. It's when I started to feel different and better. And by the time my sister-in-law had her baby, I was actually able to help host the baby shower And I held the two infants that were at the shower, one of which was my niece, another was another friend's daughter. And that was sort of mind-blowing for me. It really showed me that there is a way through it. There's a way through not just the envy that my listener talked about feeling towards those close to you, but all those other feelings that you might react to. So I'm going to share some of the steps to help you get past that envy. But first, let's talk about the mistakes that most women make. I want to share with you what not to do. It's our first instinct to do these things. It's human. So it's not your fault. It's just your brain trying to keep you from feeling pain. We are hardwired to avoid pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. So it's really hard to overpower or overcome that natural instinct. I did it as well. It was the shift that allowed me to feel better. So I made all these mistakes as well. So number one, avoiding everyone who's pregnant or has a newborn or has kids. This is, as I said, instinctual. Avoid pain. So avoid any situation or any person who might cause you to remember that pain or cause you to feel it again. And then the second mistake that we make is to avoid everything that is linked to that. So you start avoiding social media accounts. You start avoiding social engagements like baby showers or maybe weddings or girls nights out with your mom friends, anywhere where there might be a pregnant woman or kids. And that might show up as avoidance or it might show up as distraction or bearing or covering up that can sort of show up in a number of different ways. Then the third mistake that we make is just 
waiting until it goes away, assuming that feeling of envy is eventually going to go away when you get through the grief. And that unfortunately doesn't actually happen, which is why it's a mistake. So let's talk about what happens when you fix these mistakes. You become a woman with grace, someone who graciously attends baby showers and weddings and girls night, night out with your mom friends. You become someone who is able to scroll through social media without a care in the world. And you become someone who can actually show up for your pregnant friend or your pregnant sibling and support her no matter how insensitive or ignorant to how you might feel or how little she's able to empathize with your situation. It doesn't matter. So what I'm going to share with you is part of the second pillar in the formula that I now teach inside of my group immersion for childless women. It's what I use with my one-on-one clients. It's really the formula that I developed after finding so much success with myself and my own journey. And really this part of that formula is about getting to the root of the envy. So I'm going to give you the first three steps. There's a whole bunch more and I go through all of them inside of the program. Obviously I can't cover everything here. So let's just talk about these first three steps because I think they're going to be pretty impactful for you. So number one, my podcast listener actually did the first step. Most women, as I said, wait for the triggers, the envy, the reactions to go away on their own, but they don't. And what my listener did was she reached out and she asked a critical question. How do you deal with it? She already sensed that there was something that you could do about it. The identification of that, that moves you from a place of victim mentality into empowerment. And I don't mean that to say victim mentality can be a really sensitive term. We all get into that mode at some point in our lives or other. And when you're feeling grief, you're allowed to be there. So there's no judgment there. But when you're ready, asking that critical question, what can I do? That's the first step to moving into a place where you can heal. So to clarify this, asking other people to be sensitive towards you is giving your power to them. You're leaving it up to them to change. You're leaving it up to them to act differently, maybe even to feel a level of understanding or empathy that they simply can't. And that is what keeps you stuck in that victim mentality is giving that power to them, assuming that they can change, that there's something they can do to help you feel better. Asking what can I do to change is the way to empower yourself. And this is the key to everything. This is what will catalyze your journey. It's what catalyzed mine. I finally said to myself, I can't just keep avoiding these triggers and hope that other people are going to be sensitive to me or stop doing all of the things that are triggering me. I asked, what can I do to help get through this? So that's the place that you need to get to first to recognize that. Quick interruption here to talk about creating your best year. 
We are just over six weeks into 2024. And if you haven't seen any improvement towards getting to your best year ever, even without kids, then you need to download my free guide on how to create it. You will discover what might be standing in the way of your best life. I've got three mistakes in there that you might be making that are keeping you stuck in grief and how you can really tap into what you truly desire in your life. You can get that free guide by going to sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. I will link that up in the bottom of the show notes so you don't have to worry about the spelling, but it's sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. It's a free guide. It's going to help you to create your best 2024, a year full of purpose and meaning and joy. So go grab that now and let's get back to the episode now. Step number two is to identify what you're actually feeling. What is the emotion? This is huge. Brene Brown wrote a book, her latest book at the time of this recording is, I don't know if she has more books coming, Atlas of the Heart is the name of that book. And that was so profoundly eye-opening for me. She really walks through all of the different emotions that we experience as human beings and she defines those emotions and what they feel like and gives examples of them. And it is so, I can't even describe how helpful it is. So grab that book. But let me summarize a couple of the things, well, five of the things actually, five of the emotions that you might feel when, you know, a close relationship, someone close to you gets pregnant and you're sort of left behind. Number one, envy. We've already identified that one. That's a big one. And envy is really just an emotion that tells you what you want. Oh, and by the way, my listener actually used the word jealousy. We often confuse jealousy. And Brene Brown goes through, she actually talks about the difference. Okay, so jealousy is not likely what you feel. You you likely feel envy. Envy happens when you want something that another person has. Jealousy involves three people. It's this feeling of potentially losing someone to another person. So it can happen between, you know, husband, wife, and another man or husband, wife, another woman, where the partner feels like they might lose their partner to someone else, or that can happen between three friends. So that's jealousy. There's also something else really interesting that I want you to think about. Envy, it can actually involve hostility. So for example, I want what you have and I don't want you to have it. That's a feeling of, I want you to come down to where I'm at. Misery loves company. And I admit to having felt that way before, (laughs) you know, it's sort of like mothers want everybody else to have children so that they have people around them who have children. Childless women want people who don't have children around them. So there were times when the last of our friends hadn't had children yet and I wanted her to not have a child. I admit to having felt that way. But it may not involve hostility and that's how I felt most of the time, which was I want what you have, but you can have it too. So think about which one of those you feel and identify whether that's, I mean, envy is is something that I think we can all relate to. We've all felt envy before and it's probably one of the key emotions coming to the surface when 
one of your friends or your siblings gets pregnant. Number two emotion that I want to talk about is disconnection. We as human beings are constantly searching for connection. And when a friend or family member gets pregnant, it can really invoke this feeling of we are no longer alike. We have this big thing that's different. We're on different paths and I no longer know how to connect with you. And if that person doesn't have empathy for your circumstances, that will enhance that feeling of disconnection. So that's something you might feel as well. A lack of belonging. This is also a big one. It's this feeling that your friend or your sibling gets to join the club and you're left behind. So you no longer know how you fit into society. And when your friend gets pregnant or someone close to you, it's just one more person that is no longer in your club. They've now left your club and they've moved into another club, the mom club or the pregnant club or or whatever that is. And that friend can really be a reminder of the uncertainty that that brings. This feeling that you no longer know where you fit. You haven't found your new club. You haven't figured out how you fit in. That can be very uncertain and very unsettling. The fourth emotion that I want to talk about, there's actually six. I said there's five, but there's six I'm going to talk about. Number four is invisibility. So this happens when, uh, according to Brene Brown, when an individual or a group's relevance is diminished or ignored. So you suddenly feel irrelevant when the people around you move into that club, when they become mothers or when they get pregnant it can suddenly make you feel irrelevant. And that's something that childless women feel in our society because in society, mothers are much more relevant than childless women. And that comes from our pronatalist society. It's an ideology that is very deeply ingrained in our society. I talk about that on several other episodes. Actually, check out episode number 75 which is just the last episode if you want to hear Jody Day and I talk about that. So that feeling of invisibility or irrelevance can come up when the people around you all start to get pregnant and have children. Then there's, of course, what Brene Brown is known for, and that's shame. She talks a lot about shame And this comes up in so many different ways. So if you are a single childless woman, this feeling of I haven't been chosen can bring shame. If you've tried to have children and couldn't, that can bring about this feeling of I fell short. I couldn't do this fundamental thing that we're all supposed to be able to do. So that can bring on body shame. It can bring on these feelings of I don't measure up. Uh, It's linked to the irrelevance actually in society. There's so many ways that shame can appear when you're in that position of being childless and comparing yourself, you're, you're standing next to this woman who's close to you, who's pregnant. And then of course there's grief. So this one, of course, you know what this feels like. It's sadness. It it can show up in a variety of ways. And the context that I want to talk about it here when you're faced with someone close to you who's been able to get pregnant and then has kids, something that Brene talks about is this commonality between how we experience grief. 
is that no matter how we grieve, we share this need for our grief to be witnessed. Sometimes when someone close to you gets pregnant and all you can see is their joy, it can really feel as though they can't witness your grief. And our grief as childless women is already not acknowledged in our society. I talk about disenfranchised grief on another episode as well because our society simply doesn't recognize that this is something worthy of grief. There's sort of just a blind eye turn to it. Like it's just sort of ignored. When someone's just in their joy, they're feeling all the excitement that comes with getting pregnant and planning your family and then having that family You can feel this extra layer of your grief not being witnessed. So those are six different things that you might feel when you find out that your friend or your sibling or someone close to you is is pregnant or, you know, it happens when you see pregnancy announcements on social media or maybe they call you to tell you that they've had the baby, whatever it is. All those things, these six emotions can really show up. There's lots more. And I would encourage you to grab that book and Atlas of the Heart and have a read because it really can help you to sort through the different things that you might be feeling. Okay, moving on to step number three. Whatever emotion that you identified in step two, this step is all about feeling that emotion. They're all painful emotions. The six that I discussed, you know, if there's other ones that you're feeling, they're probably painful. And so there's this temptation to cover them up. Choose your poison. Maybe it's drinking lots of wine or watching lots of Netflix or keeping your social calendar really, really busy. Or maybe it's working a lot. Whatever it is, maybe it's covering it up, distracting yourself from your pain. These are all things that can actually be addictive if they help you to feel better. Those are, again, your brain trying to help you avoid feeling that pain. But unfortunately, your brain doesn't actually always know best. (laughs) None of these things are actually helpful in relieving that pain. It just gets buried in your body. It will eke out in some other way. The way to release pain, to actually heal from it, is to allow that pain to move through you. So you actually need to get into the quiet and feel the emotion. Emotions are uncomfortable, but you can't actually die from feeling an emotion. So it's really about allowing yourself to sit through that discomfort. Depending on the emotion that you're feeling, there are some different paths that you can take to resolve these emotions. There's an entire section of my group program that covers this, all the different ways that you can do that. So I can't possibly cover all of the rest of the steps or even the ways to feel that emotion. But one of the easiest ways, maybe it's not that easy, it's it's painful, but it will allow you to release that pain is to sit quietly, almost in a meditative state, allow that emotion to surface and allow it to move through you. So as I said, there's lots of steps that come after this, but there's an entire section on this in my program. So I can't possibly cover all of it. 
or at least not here, I can't. Um, but if you start with these three steps, you're really going to be well on your way to feeling better. Simply asking the question is going to do wonders for you. So actually, before I do that, let's recap. So the question that we started with was how do you deal with the desire to distance yourself from close relationships when someone close to you gets pregnant and you don't? So then we talked about the three steps that you can take to get started on relieving this. So that first one is really just recognizing that you have the power to change how you feel. This is what catalyzed my healing journey, moving from this feeling of, I, I don't know what to do about this and I want everybody to just stop triggering me. I want this envy to go away, moving into a place of what can I do about this was really key to starting the healing process and simply asking that question, how can I change this? It will open up so much for you. And then the second step is to identify what you're feeling. So hopefully even just walking through those six emotions that I think are probably the most common ones that you might be feeling when you're faced with someone close to you who gets pregnant. And then the third one is to actually feel the emotion. So if you want to take this a hundred steps further and find out exactly how to do this and to find out the three pillars of the exact formula that I use to navigate this and that I now use with my clients, I invite you to join one of my free focus groups for childless women. They're happening this week. There's a few different ones to choose from. They're, they all cover the same topic. Go to sherryjohnson.ca slash focus group slash. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And I would love for you to join me there. These are intimate little groups. I have a max of 10 for each. And that really allows a sense of community and sharing and even getting to know some of the other people in the group. Okay, so that's it for this episode. If you found some value in this episode, I would love it if you took a minute to rate and review the podcast. I would be so grateful for that. And I would really look forward to seeing you in one of my online focus groups. See you next time.